0: We are on Chagiga Um, Omen Aleph 15A3 on the second column of the art Scroll Gemara. We just uh, concluded the discussion with Acher and Rav Meir about the various psukim, the various uh, verses that Acher asked Rav Meir what do they mean, and and then Acher explained that the verses have something to do with his whole dilemma that he's in, that he's somebody who doesn't follow in the ways of the Torah, he heard this baskol, this heavenly voice, or perhaps his inner voice, that's telling him that he, he has no opportunity to repent, and he's struggling with that, and that's what we discussed at the end of the last recording. The Gemara now <coughs> quotes uh, a few more stories about Acher. So it says, Tanur Abanan. it's quoted in a Brisa, a is from the time periods of the Mishnah, Ma'isab Acher, there's a story with Acher, Sheher Rochev Alsus, for Shabbos. He was riding on a horse on Shabbos. And Remeir was walking. The teacher of Rameir was riding on a horse, which you're not allowed to do. On Shabbos, Remeir was walking just to learn Torah from the mouth of Acher. Acher still studied the Torah. So at a certain point, Acher said to him, You have to go back. You Arti to go Ad tchum Shabbos. And so Acher told Rumeir that you have to go back because you're only allowed to walk a certain distance beyond the city walls on Shabbos. This is a law with regards to the laws of Shabbos that you can only go so far as up to a certain point. There's Tchum Shabbos. You can only go so far within, in terms of walking beyond uh, the city limits. And so Acher, he didn't mind going further, but he told his student Rumeir, who he knew, Did care about this. He said that you can't go further. So Amr lo, Remer said back to him, You should also come back. You should also come back. And this is not just to mean that you should come back, that you shouldn't travel further on Shabbos. It's also referring to the fact that you should come back. You should come back to your Torah observance. And so continuing on to 1584, Acher responds back to him, Amr lo, Didn't I already tell you? I already heard that heavenly voice. He says that that heavenly voice said that everyone could return, all children could return, they could repent, except for me, except for Acher. And so uh, what happened? So Romer then uh, grabbed Acher and like threw him to the base medges, threw him to the study halls of that city. It's said elsewhere that that city has 13 study halls. And so they went to each one, as we're going to see. So they go to one, Amalela so Acher says to one of the young children that's in the study halls, "Psukli psukach, tell me the verse that you're you're studying. What's the verse that you're studying?" So Amarlo, the boy said to Acher, Ein shalom amar Hashem l'rishayim. There's no Hashem said there's no peace to the wicked, and so this Acher, obviously this says that it's referring to himself that there's no peace for the wicked. So they again go to the second base measures. They go to the second synagogue, the second shul. He says to the boy tell me what you're teaching, what you're studying. So Amr Lo, the boy says to Acher, came Boris, if you would wash me with soap, your, your sin would still be before me. There's no way to remove the sin before me. You can't wash it off. Again, Acher takes this as a hint uh, that it's about uh, to, talking about Achir. they go to another one, they go to another synagogue, Amr Le, we're now on Tess Valvan 15b1 in the article School of Gemara's. Tell me a verse. He asks the boy, What are you studying? Armelay says to him, He says, Well, you, what will you do if you wear scarlet or if you have uh, golden ornaments on, if you paint your eyes? you're beautifying yourself in vain. It's saying with all the, all that which you put on, well, no matter what you put on, if you even put the nicest of clothing on, you are beautifying yourself in vain. As if to say to Acher that it's all, it's all for naught. Even if you wear, so to speak, the, the mitzvot, it's all for vain. You have, you have no opportunity. Acher interprets this as though he would have no opportunity for tshuva. This doesn't mean that he cannot repent, but this is how he's interpreting all these verses as referring to himself. They end up going to 13 synagogues. Finally, the last stop they make, all these synagogues have similar verses along these lines. To the last one, the last synagogue that goes to the last boy, the says to him, teach me, tell me what you're studying. The boy says to him, the following verse, to the wicked, Hashem says, why do you recount my mitzvot? Why do you discuss my mitzvos to the Russia? However, That child mumbled his words. He didn't say it properly. And when it came out, When it came out to Acher, instead of saying, instead of under- hearing it as That Hashem says to the wicked, it was That Hashem was talking to Elisha. He read the verses referring to Elisha Acher's real name is Elisha ben Avoya. He thought it was refer- it, as if it was talking directly to him. It wasn't just a verse which he's interpreting, but it, he heard it from the child that it was to Elisha God spoke. And so the following two versions. there's two different versions as to what took place next. <speaking in Hebrew> some say, Sakina <in Hebrew> had a knife with him. There's two ways to interpret this, this particular version, that either he dismembered this boy into 13 different pieces... And he sent it around to the 13 different synagogues. However, others say that this is horrific and Akhir wouldn't do such a thing. Rather, he cut the book, the safer that he was, that this, choi, this boy had, into 13 different pieces, and he sent that book out into 13 different synagogues. That's one version. <coughs> Excuse me, the second version is Vikidamri. Omar Akhir said, If I were to have a knife, not that he did have a knife, but he says, "If I were to have a knife, have a karanolei, I would have, uh, I would have dismembered this this boy. He was so torn, he was so torn from and hurt by what this boy said, as a culmination of what all these thirteen different children, what they were studying, and that in that interpreted that it's referring to himself. He was so torn by it and so broken by it that he thought that if he were to have a knife, so then he would have killed this this boy." Okay, the Gemara now goes on to discuss the death of Acher and what happened after the death of Acher. When Acher passed away, Amri, they said in the heavens, in the heavens they said, he has nowhere to go. You cannot have him go to Gehenim to hell. And he cannot go to the next world. Why not? He can't go to Gehenim because he's somebody who studies Torah, he's somebody who's conflicted, he's somebody who st- continues to study Torah, and it's going to protect him from the fires of Gehenna, but he's also somebody who doesn't practice, He also he's somebody who, he's not going to go to the next world, because he sinned, so Amr of this is after he passed away, Romare said to, the way to resolve this is, better that, let him go to Gehenna, let him go to hell, he'll be judged there, and after he's judged, he'll be cleansed, and then he'll be able to eventually go to the world to come. And He said that when I die, I'm going to raise the smoke from his grave. He'll enter Gehenim and he'll be punished. And that's exactly what took place. When Gehenem passed away, he, he then went to the next world, and he was able to make it that that Acher uh, would go first to Gehenim to experience that punishment, that judgment of Gehenim so that he would eventually go to the next world. And that's what happens when he passed away. Everyone saw a pillar of smoke rose up from the grave of Acher. And that lasted for a significant amount of time, approximately 150 years, till we get to Rabbi Khanan, And mayor felt that it's worth it for the 150 years of of judgment for the eternal life of the next world. And so that, that was his decision to do, to, to have this pillar of smoke rise up from the grave of Acher for 150 years approximately. And then Rabbi Yochanan comes after the, that amount many years later. Um, Amr Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan said, he still sees the smoke coming out of his grave, the grave of Acher. He says, Mikla, Rabbi, Is it a great thing to burn one's teacher? What is Rameir doing? There was one student among us, Acher, and he stumbled. He was a, he was a great Torah scholar who stumbled... There's no way for us to save him. This is what has to happen to him, that we have this fire coming out of, this smoke coming out of his grave. And so he says, When I go to the next world, says Rabbi Yochanan, if I take him by the hand and pull him out of Gehenna, out of out of the fires of judgment, is anybody going to is anybody gonna stop me? Is anybody going to take him away from me? So Amar, Rabbi Yochanan said, When I die, I'm going to extinguish the smoke from his grave. I'm going to take him out of the... Judgment of Gehenim, the fires of Gehenim I'm going to bring him to the next world, and that's what happened. Kinach nafshid Rabbi Yochanan when Rabbi Yochanan passed away. Pasa <speaking> da <in Hebrew> the pillar of the smoke that was rising from akhir, for 150 years, it ceased. It stopped. Uh, it stopped rising. There was no longer that pillar of smoke. And <speaking in Hebrew> when someone came, there was they had different people who would give eulogies. There was their it was their job to give eulogies. When he gave the eulogy of Rabbi Yochanan, who took. Acher, out of Gehenna, out of hell. So the Yul just said what he, he said by the following remarks, Even the watchman of Gehenna, who stands by the entrance, was not able to to stop Rabbi Yochanan from taking Acher out of Gehenna, out of the, the fires of Gehenna, And that's the story. And also it highlights the same idea that Acher was this person who was this uh, big Torah scholar, he sinned. He didn't follow in the ways of Hashem anymore, but he continued to study Torah. And there was this dilemma of how to deal with him and whether to bring him to the next world, whether he should be rewarded or punished. It was the, this dilemma, that the struggle that was going on. Rabbi Yochanan felt that we should take him out of Gehenna. He should be removed from from the fires and from the judgment of Gehenna, and he should be brought to the next world to be to be rewarded in the next world after being cleansed. Okay, the Gemara continues on with. A few other stories. The daughter of Akher came before Rebbe. Came before Rebbe and said, Amr she said to him, this is the daughter of Acher, Rebbe Parnasenia, I'm poor. I need support. I need I uh, I need. I need uh, some of the, the funding from the community. So Amr alay, Rebbe said to her, Basmiyat, who are you the daughter of? Who is your father? That maybe you set, might have some priority if uh, if you come from a certain background or to a larger grant, if you came from a family that was accustomed to a higher standard of living, he wanted to know what is your background, what are, what are you accustomed to? So Amr she said to him, I am the daughter of Acher. So Amr he says to her, Is there really even, are there any kids that are remaining from Acher? I turn the page to, Tesfavim, to, to, sorry, to 15b2 in the art school is any descendants left from Akher from Baksiv? but the verse says he's quoting from Eov it's not directly referring to Akher, but he, he, Rebbe, is interpreting this as referring to Achar that he'll have he won't have uh, it's referring to the wicked they won't have any children or grandchildren amongst his people no survivors will exist so Amr says back to him how could you say such a thing? remember his Torah don't remember his actions and what happened? Immediately, as a, some form of a punishment to Rebbe, who said that he's such a wicked person, he can't have a, he, None of his kids will remain. A fire went out from the heavens and and hit, hit the bench upon which Rebbe was, was sitting on. And Bachabama, Rabbi, Rabbi then cried. He cried and he said, "Umalam is ba kach. If those people who are associated with the Torah as a disgrace." are so defended that, that the heavens defend the by having this fire come down onto my bench? So then those who compliment the Torah and they are praising the Torah, how much more so should they be defended by the heavens? If the heavens defend Akher, so then certainly they will defend uh, others who really praise the Torah and they aren't heretics. Okay. And that's, uh, that's the end of that story. We're going to We'll go on. A, we'll go on a little bit, but the the next part of the Gemara is is really a a new discussion, and they're going to ask, how is it possible that Rabeir studied from Acher after Acher has uh, become a heretic that he left uh, he left the Jewish religion, he wasn't practicing anymore. How is it possible for Rabeir to study from Acher? So the Gemara asks, Rameer, hechi Gomer Torah Pumi de Acher. How do you study Torah from Acher? But didn't Rabbi Yochanan say, The verse says, this powerful verse about who you're supposed to learn from, who are, they, who are supposed to be your Rebbeim, your teachers, your Torah scholars. It says, From the lips of the Kohen, you should safeguard your knowledge. You should seek Torah from their mouths. Why? Who, who are the ones that are the Torah scholars? Because he's like an angel of Hashem. If the rab, if the teacher is similar to an angel, so then you should study Torah from him. But if not, if he's not similar to an angel, you shouldn't study Torah from him. And so the Gemara is asking here, how could R' study Torah from Acher? The ones that we're supposed to study one from are, are are supposed to be similar to angels. And so the Gemara is gonna is gonna explain the position of R' But we'll continue with that. In the next recording. So we're left with this question in this recording. How is it possible that a could continue to study from Acher even after he no longer practiced his religion?